The Rise and Grind Morning Show is on. 419 The Grind.
ring. Beverly Kruger, I'm killing shit in your wet dreams. That face for skill, trust chest, got my beard shining like bling bling. She goes hard like my cookies, told a double stuff, I need more cream. She like short things, I'm drinking orgasms on orgasms. She needs such a shoulders on strip. Slide two fingers in your tongue, tickle clip. Walmart demise, roll back. She pulling my hair, I'm yanking out tracks. Put a tip in the whisper, who's that? Who's six on fire, perfect match. Now I'm all I'm shaking, baby, take that. Take that. Every single part of you feel like a blessing. Baby, I got a confession When you're sexing me, you feel like I'm in heaven So baby, I got a suggestion Make me a sex fiend Baby, baby, sex fiend Make me a sex fiend Baby, baby, sex fiend I'm feeling for you Smooth, 
just like a pretty brown skin on me, but you know how that be. Now, baby girl, gone throw that ass on me. Oh, I'm sipping on Patron. Yeah, I'm in the zone. Just trying to fuck you all night till the morning. I know you got a man, so I gotta get you home. Baby girl, yeah, you already know what I'm on. I might mix it with Duce, trying to get loose, a pocket full of ones, and I'm trying to see that ass shake. Hey, you might get them all if you shake it well. Bitch, get that pussy up, but I won't tell. Back to the room, the bedroom, boom. Throw you in a bed, make a movie on Zoom. So call your friend, and she coming upstairs. We're gonna have a threesome, yeah, I don't care. Just come yeah, through. Care. Bring your friends, I got my crew. Sipping on hand and do say two. The party don't stop, ain't nothing else to do. Hey, hey, just come through. Bring your friends, I got my crew. Sipping on hand and do say two. The party don't stop, ain't nothing else to do. That's why, cause they know you're popping. 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 Popin'. 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 You are now listening to the Rise and Grind Morning Show. Presented by 419 The Grind. Hey, yo, Lane. Check dig, man. I was just sitting back reminiscing, man. You know what I'm saying? The vibe and on how things used to be, you dig? Like when we was young, since you know, since that old West End used to rock. St. Anne's, you know? When children used to see the test every day. When kids really used to go outside and play. When females used to carry themselves as women. Listen, I remember back in the day when I was a child Doing bad, mama used to take us to eat at hot and now Very convenient, the food was good and plus it was cheap Creeping off the block to go swimming at Willie's every week Dirt courts and just about every backyard hooping on crates Sneaking jars out the house trying to catch lightning bugs and snakes The good old days when penny candy really used to cost a penny Ice cream truck had ice cream on it, you could buy but 10 pennies Pipping your bike out with chrome caps, reflectors, and mirrors The hood used to be a village back when the neighbors cared It was less snitching, more females carried themselves like women I wish I could go back and visit, cause I miss the old Toledo Okay, man. Your boy Bobcat, man, just 
reminiscing, check this. Where hustlers used to tour, they pour it out, snitch. I'm just reminiscing about the old days. And now, I don't go far back as the OJs. Lane, look, I'm talking late 80s, early 90s. On Auburn up at Peach Rose is where you can find me. I was screaming crossroads for the love of the dough. 16 double O until the world blow. When Indo and Joint Mob had a lock on the South. And Arden Coleman had you scared to come out of your house. Around the time when Magic Wand found out he was Plera. And Ray Stone was so fly, yeah, that was the era. Plenty in Philly and all was repping for Out Hill. That Scott and Libby gang could damn near get a nigga killed. When Northtown was bumping, Southwick was slumping. Follow the light, lightning rod had every club jumping. I give her all my leg, two shoulders and the two. To see Toledo how it was in my youth. Man, I miss the old Toledo. It is Wednesday. Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. It's um, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Mayo uh, de Cinco. Espanol, uh, Habla Espanol, uh, give us a call. The 5th of May. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Shout out to the Mudheads. They won a uh, home, home opener, 8 to 6, over uh, the Sounds. Over the who? The Sounds. Who, who they play? What's Is it Nashville? The Sounds. I don't know. I don't, I gotta, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what city it was. But. They did win. Um, shout out to us for reaching 8,000 viewers, followers. Yeah. yeah. 8,000 followers on uh, Facebook. Can we get 8,000 followers on Instagram too? Follow us on Instagram yeah. at the. 419 grind. Can we get 8,000 followers on YouTube or subscribers? Who they subscribers, subscribers on YouTube? On YouTube. We got, on YouTube. Right now we got about uh, 1,800 subscribers on uh, YouTube. Yep. And if there's any show or Rise Grand Morning show you ever missed or want to see again, go to YouTube and watch it. Yep. Oh, those guys are oh, out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, there's God. <laughs> <laughs> what up, True Jones? I see you. Hell of a cloth talk you had the other night with the homeboy RC. Appreciate that. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, um, appreciate the gems you left with us. We had a good conversation afterwards. Yeah, I, I even we got, got some out. stuff. We got some stuff in the works. Uh, yeah. Working on that, so uh, that should be. Uh, yeah. I ain't ready. Get ready, but no, they're they gonna be ready because they're ready for anything that we do. But expect the unexpected. Expect that's powerful. That's powerful. you should have got yourself a boom. Well, I've been saying that since day one. I'm gonna get myself a boom though. <laughs> you selfish. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got some. We got a lot of things in the work. Uh, next to blow, main stage, 
Yeah, and collaboration with some with some decent with some good people in Toledo. Yeah, there's so. a lot of good, there's a lot of good people in Toledo, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah we got a lot of things going on. Now. It was pretty chilly coming outside today. I didn't really uh-huh. check the weather. The temperature on the car said 48 degrees. That's cold to me. That's not cold. <laughs> I mean, it's just a little chilly from the last few days we had. Yeah. Uh, being going from 80 degrees to 50 degrees. Yeah, and I think we should be able to expect the high today of about 67 or 68. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's going to be a nice mild nice. spring day. Yeah. You know, after the clouds move out, the sun peak its way through. So y'all look forward to that. Um I don't know what's going on on Bancroft and Upton. They must be milking that job. It's a metal plate in the street. Is it? <laughs> no construction workers, just cones and arrows right there by Parkdale in the daycare. Oh, yeah. They've been there like two weeks. I don't know what's going wow. on. Uh. Um, coming down Monroe, I think they opened that up, back up. I just, I just Monroe and uh, Douglas? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's opened up. What about that by Nettie's also, the surveillance? Is that back up too? I think I didn't uh, see I, I haven't seen, we didn't, I didn't see any cones or any. Sometimes you don't pay attention to that stuff when you drive. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it don't bother me, so I don't even pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Airport's still jacked up. Yep, Door Street and uh, out to, uh, all the way out to McCord. It's going that far? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, earlier this, earlier, earlier this year, they was working on McCord, too, so it's probably all coming together, mm-hmm. moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe they put they it making in a new line. They, they put yeah. They what they did was to put a new roundabout in there. Somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah. So, Man, um, Toledo Show is putting up a lot of roundabouts. Roundabouts. You got to know how to drive them roundabouts. You have though. to know about driving roundabouts. You I saw to. somebody <laughs> post something on Facebook, and there was a picture of the roundabout sign. Yeah. They said this gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? You just go to the circle. If there's no traffic, you keep going through. Yeah. If there is traffic, you you yield. If you have a yield sign, right. if, if you, you don't have sign, a yield sign, you don't have to yield. You don't have to yield. You don't have to stutter still. Like, uh, 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 yeah, you, you don't take turns if there's no yield sign. <laughs> if there's a yield sign, you wait. You wait. You don't have to stop necessarily. You just have to yield. Yield. That doesn't mean a complete stop. That means a rolling stop. Yeah, yeah. Yield. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Hot box. Hot box. Busted Entertainment. Essential Vibes, Land Self, the People Salesman, J. Russ Jennings, Sasha Denise, Sasha. Greater New Psalmist Church, The Social Butterfly. Me and my daughter, we cut a watermelon. Oh, yeah. I some watermelon, spit the seeds out, that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, about it with me. Looked up some, looked up some uh, trending topics uh, for the show today, and, uh, you know, did some push ups. <laughs> How many did you do? Like three. Three push ups? You know, that's progress, you know. You told me in the car You said you did Like uh, 35 Yeah <laughs> I just thought the three Would be funny Then I didn't think You was gonna go in And kind of like oh, Get me together on air And all that But it's cool I, I feel I feel what you was doing With that I mean I just want you To uh, talk about your accomplishments Oh yeah it feels good Um No Push ups uh, Especially when you, When you weren't expecting To do more than you could do Like mm-hmm. when I first dropped down I, When I got like three I was like Oh I can do like seven more <laughs> So then I hit ten And then I stopped Did like, they hurt did they hurt it? No, nah, they didn't. It they didn't a, hurt. It felt good. Fresh air. But you're supposed to do push-ups until you can't do anything anymore. Like uh, yeah. well, after about ten, I, I, I didn't know if I was. That's how you burn. Man. That's how you you know you burn that uh, cut up yourself, and then you got you got to rebuild yourself. Okay, so break I, yourself I down, tonight. build yourself back up. Break now, yourself down. Uh, is that two? Huh? I love the Quiet and Jay show. Host the Rising Grind Morning Show, but we appreciate the love as well. Who said that? <laughs> Somebody in the comments. Hey, Miss Carter. Good morning, Grinders. How y'all doing? Um, let me go to this one. Uh, let's go to. Uh, it's probably still the same. Um, let's go to training topics. Then. Let's go. Boom. 
Do you got any trending topics? I'm trying to fix it. It's trending topics in Toledo on the Rise and Grind Morning Show. <laughs> Probably not, but okay. <laughs> what positions did he play? Uh, let me see. I, this is crazy. Oh, wait, hold on. Cornerback. Cornerback? Okay. Yeah. 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 So he didn't make the uh, initial uh, first round, but it's uh, the free agents. Uh, he was a free agent, and they called him. Um, got signed. Round. Yeah, he got hmm. signed. So. Congratulations! It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of celebrity sons getting into af- athletics. Uh, uh, Masterpiece son who's mm-hmm. playing basketball is that in Houston, I think. Yep. And uh, he got two sons, I think, that signed. Masterpiece, who did? Masterpiece, really? I think so. Or maybe they were just in the picture. No, don't, oh. give, don't give me the line. I, I, I know he had three. Stuff. I didn't know he had three sons. I thought it was Romeo and uh, another one. Well, I believe Masterpiece has them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Romeo and them is the ones we know about. Right. Right. You know? Okay. <laughs> Master Pete don't put his business in the street. Yeah. Unless he's not somebody to carry on the Mayweather tradition. Oh, okay. Wow. Meek Mill, he buys up to $50,000 worth of Dodge coin. So, uh, for all you stock heads out there. Yeah, it went up up to uh, like 66 cent or something like that. Yeah, I got a few shares. So from 20, what, it was like a quarter last week to 66. But before it was a quarter, wasn't it it up and then it went back down? Yeah, it was up to like 42 cent or something like that. Yeah, then it went back down. It went back down to like a quarter. Now it's up to 67 cent. It might be up to like a dollar by the end of next week or maybe sooner. You never know. They ain't playing. That's because everybody, when you buy in, the more people buy in, the more the stock goes up, of course. So, so the more the people buy it, then it's about time to start selling, maybe. I mean, if, if more people are buying in, that's when you, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we'll do some call-ins today or something? Yeah, we will. Anybody want to call in and say happy Cinco de Mayo? Or no, just... we're doing some giveaways, so we'll do that in a second as soon as I fix this uh, uh-huh. little situation here because they probably can't hear us. We're doing some giveaways? Yeah. What are we giving away? Some tickets. Not these tickets. Those are the ones. Not for next to blow. So I'm going to take a break, actually, so I can fix this internet. Okay, y'all, we're going to take a break. We're going to send a shout back out to the sponsors of uh, Hot Box. Hot Box. Mud City ENT. Mm-hmm. Essential Vibes. The People's... I'm broken. I'll never be experience going to a dealership I had bad credit and the salesman made me feel horrible. I don't ever want you to have that feeling nor that experience. The guess is why for the past nine years they called me the people salesman. Good credit or bad credit, it does not matter to me. No matter your situation, if there's a way to get what you want done, I promise you I will do everything I can to find it. So please be sure to stop and see me today at your people salesman.
While cultivating cultural change. Sean Mahone Sr., Founder and Executive Director of Young Men and Women for Change Behavior Modification Boot Camp Program. If you are a parent experiencing issues or problems with your child, then give us a call today. Young Men and Women for Change, 567-277-5352. Productive leaders for tomorrow's future. That's just what I like, that's what I'm talking about, oh baby. 
plug card, he bout the melamin. Your man card, he bout to tell again. They got him preaching like the Reverend now. This local shit is irrelevant. If you're tired of church as usual and you're looking for something invigorating, exciting with passion, then the Greater New Psalmist Baptist Church, 3251 Glendale, is the place for you. We are a people that's determined to occupy all streets while cultivating cultural change. The only thing's missing is you. Meet us at 3251 Glendale Avenue as we continue to be relevant and occupy all streets while cultivating cultural change. My name is Sean Mahone Sr., Founder and Executive Director of Young Men and Women for Change Behavior Modification Bootcamp Program. If you are a parent experiencing issues or problems with your child, then give us a call today. Young Men and Women for Change, 567-277-5352. Productive leaders for tomorrow's future. Guys, welcome back to the Rising Grind Morning Show with Leah Renee, Shay K, Clyde Green, and J. Cool. And Leah Renee, how's the day? And Shay, how's the day off today? But we are back. My homeboy, uh, Jay Davis, said he's going to hang out with us. And now we got uh, Mr. Aaron Murphy, and I'm sorry, and Andre, and Andre yes. Abbott here and there with the uh, Fallen Sun Initiative 99. And we're going to get into a little bit of uh, a little bit about that and 
find out about this program because it's a great program. Right? Thank you, thank so uh, we'll start with you, Mr. Murphy. Go ahead and uh, um, let, let's know what the program consists of. So basically what we're doing with Fallen Son Initiative 99 is we want to give the opportunity to children who have lost parents, okay. either one or both, the opportunity to get the therapy they need uh, after school activities. We want to get back into the city right. and have them, you know, open schools back up for after school activities right. and situations like that. Um, we basically are a mental health advocate for children. Okay. We want to try to get them in a space where they're comfortable again. And now, is May is the Mental, mental Awareness Month? Yes. Okay, I was, I was yes, just there. Okay. So, um, with that, you said uh, it's for children who have lost a parent or deceased. Does that go with, for children that have parents that may be incarcerated? Yes. Or locked up? Okay. Yes, okay. yes. We don't specifically branch out and say those things and right. talk about it, right. but at the end of the day, it's what do they say? No child left behind. Right. And it doesn't have to fall on just education. Right. It has to be mental, mental health as well. Like, you know, people have been raised off of grief and trauma for centuries. Right. Literally. Especially our culture. Exactly. And then when you have been raised off of that, we can't go back and say, you know, I need to go talk to somebody. Because uh-huh. then you got that stigma of, man, why you need to talk to somebody? Right. Yeah. So... As a parent, we have to open our minds to our children because I don't have the tools to be able to talk to my child and ask them, like, hey, is something going on? Are you okay? Because they'll tell me, yeah, I'm fine, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with that because I got my own grief and my own trauma to deal with. Parents aren't necessarily 100% 100 equipped to deal with that trauma and that grief. So what we want to do is we want to give them, you know, access to therapists. And these therapists have volunteered to do so without insurance involvement. Oh. Basically, what they want to do is they want to have a contract with us where we'll get a profile for the child, what they want to do, how they feel, where they're going mentally. Yeah. And then we'll specifically set them with a therapist that, you know, fits that. Like, I got one therapist that is energetic, outgoing, you know, she bubbly as I don't know what. But then there's another one who is like, you know, let's sit back and let's really talk about this. So I got to be able to, you know, split them up the way that I need to because you go to a hospital, they're just going to put you a name. Right. This is Dr. Such and Such, go see them. They're not going to tell you, you know, you can tell them, I don't want them. I don't feel comfortable talking to them. And then kids have the most, the biggest problem with being afraid to talk to us. Right. Sure. If something goes on, it's like, man, I don't want to tell them because right. then I'm going to be afraid. Like, what, what are they going to say? And that was right. my next question. Like, how do these therapists break through to these children? Because losing a, losing a parent, no matter what circumstance, is traumatic. Very. And, and like me, I'm, I'm the type of person that I protect my emotions. So if I'm hurting like that, I might not want to give you that and let you know that that's why I'm hurting. Right. right. And a lot of kids tend to do that. They tend to go into a shell and yep. rather protect themselves. They open up and cry and be emotional and know that it's okay to have those feelings. Right. Because if you wait too long to cry, that shit hurt. I done been there. Oh, man. Your whole body will cramp up. Tell me. Just trying to get them emotions out. Can I take this one? So just as far as what the therapist can do, um, man, there are so many uh, levels to what we're doing. This is so deep. But I think ultimately it would be about communication. Um, that's one of the themes with with Falling Sun Initiative is communication. Right. And where you say, where you talk about like kids not wanting to talk about their pain or you not wanting to talk about your pain. I think about our culture. We live in a culture where especially as men and just to become even more specific, especially as black men. Absolutely. You know that we have this 
this wall that we have to put up. And yeah. if we cry, if we're sad, if we're, you know, if we want to talk about our feelings, you, you solve. Yeah. Right. You know, a few other right. choice words. Man I'm all you right. here. Yeah, 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 the whole man up thing, yeah. you know. And you, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, the idea of toxic masculinity, man. But yeah. ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about us being able to communicate with one another. Yeah. Like we're sitting here right now, having yeah. a real conversation. Like you know, when you're having a real conversation, yeah. you know when somebody is telling you the truth or when somebody is is faking, when somebody Absolutely. is capping. Right. Yeah. You know exactly when somebody. Is a lot of times, when somebody telling the truth, you get you get response like, "Man, I don't want to hear that." Or shut up, talk to Right, exactly. But do you be lying to a person? They all. And what happened next? Because they like the job. Yeah, they're ready for it. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to talk about our feelings. It's hard to talk about the truth. It's Mm -hmm. hard to talk about these things, especially when you grow up in environments or families where that's frowned upon. Or I even think about with kids, you know, stay in a kid place. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things now with, you know, our generation and the new generation. They don't communicate with each other. Right. And... The idea of a village is, you know, if my kids come outside and they playing in the street and I ain't around, you can come outside right. and cuss them the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be okay with that. You yeah. can't do that now. Because, right. quote, unquote, I'll be damned if somebody talk to my kids like that. Right. 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 Uh, nah. Don't put your hands on my child. Right, right. right. No, nah. if I'm not there, whoop their ass. Like, yeah. For sure. Because we, we ain't together. Exactly. That's part of us. You know, the whole idea of the community, the village, the communication is that these are the things that are really going to allow us to come together. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about y'all, but... I'm going through a growth process myself. I'm a father. I got four kids. Every day is a growth process. Mm -hmm. But you kind of like come from a place where you'd be like, well, you don't know my pain. Right. So so instead of us having a conversation about it. You just say, I don't know. Yeah. You say, well, you don't know me and I'm not going to talk about it. And don't ask me about it. It ain't none of your business. And if you keep asking me, I might smack the hell out of you. Right. You know, we we turn to anger. You know (laughs) what I mean? Instead of just saying, you know what? I'm going through this. I'm going through this. And most people are able to say, man, you know what? I went through something similar. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But all we had to do is stop and and talk and communicate with each other. And when we communicate with each other in an authentic way and show each other we really care about each other, man, we can get a lot done. And you get get an understanding. And that's one of my things. Like, understanding is the best thing in the world. Because if we have a whole conversation and I walk away and don't understand what we talked about, the conversation was null and void. Exactly. So I might ask a question. It's been many times me and Jesse talking. He's like, what are you asking this question for? And I'm like, I don't get it. Right. You know, there's not that I, right. I don't get it. Help me get it. There's communication there. Right. Sometimes right. there can be the best communication there. But if we both communicating all the time, we walk away when we don't understand what that communication was about. Right. The whole thing was pointless. Exactly. Right. So right. I think the stigma is that we don't men don't want to communicate with it. Starting with men, mm-hmm. men don't want to communicate with each other because they don't the fear of not understanding each other. Yeah. yeah. The fear of like uh, you could say how you feel. I could say okay, uh, you know, I I, I could say I get it, but I walk away like man, what was this dude talking about? Right, right. right. And then, right. So I got I got this thing. I'm like, oh man, this dude is weird. Or he don't I, respect my mind. Exactly. Right. I didn't <laughs> understand what he was talking about. <laughs> right. But it's about sitting down and having these conversations so we can come to these understandings, even with my kids. Yeah. Like uh, my my son was was uh, 17, 16 when he moved in with me um, because he was becoming a man. And he needed to, you know, right. be around his father. So um, it came a time he, he graduated from high school early. He was 18 years old when he graduated from, uh, yeah, 17 years old when he graduated from high school. Um, so he, that whole time he was out of high school, from January into June, he was working at McDonald's. So he had the situation to where he quit his job. I said, Jordan, you can't quit your job. Either you work, you go to school, or you find something to do. So we had this little thing. Um, he, he graduated. Got got some money. I said, you know, pay some bills. Um, 
help me with these bills, whatever, and then you can, you know, do whatever with your money. He decided that he didn't want to do that. But anyway, long make a long story short, we got into it because he didn't give me that money. Right. And so he basically went off on me and whatever, cussed me out, whatever. I let it go. Because I didn't understand what he was going through at the time. Right. I didn't understand why he was angry and why he was upset. So once we came down and sat down as two men, even though he's my son, right? But I let him that he's still a man, right? And sat down and talked about it. We came to an understanding exactly. because I didn't understand what he was going through. Yeah. I didn't understand the fact that you know he thought you know I was treating him this kind of way and treating my daughter a different kind of way because she's my daughter and you know but some men don't we don't understand a lot of things and it's hard to separate ourselves. From our children as entities because yes. it's like that's that's me on a on a whole nother level that's me but then I got to think about it like you know what that's her too or that's him yeah. like, I got two boys and I got a girl and that's a whole individual mm-hmm. and sometimes I get my daughter and I promise you I be yeah. what's wrong with you today yeah. and she's like nothing right, exactly and it's like but it looked like something is wrong <laughs> with you and it's like I, it takes me like maybe about three or four hours to actually <laughs> be like okay she cool yeah. she alright yeah, yeah. I'm cool and then when she do got an attitude. Then I don't know. Right. right so yeah. it's that communication. So I'd like, we want to be able to express to children that it is okay to talk to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I was I was talking to my daughter. Like you said, I was talking about, I asked her something. And the answer she had, I think she, she didn't want to tell me because she felt like she would be disrespecting me. So I picked her brain apart and I said, well, why? she didn't want beads in her hair no more. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, why you don't want no beads in her hair no more? She's like, mm. so I'm giving her options. So the final option was, is that because you're, Feeling that you're older and you're not a little girl anymore and you don't want me? And she was like, yeah. I said, well, you can tell me that. Right. Because I have to accept that, that that's how you feel. Exactly. Whether you think I'm a blow, blow fit or not, I got to accept that my daughter is growing up and she don't want her bees no more. Right. And we, we got that out by talking. Like, no question is a dumb question. I really understand yeah. that now. Exactly. Well, I, no I question. Man, yeah. especially, especially with kids. Like with you having that conversation with your son, mm-hmm. I know people who have had something like that happen between a parent and a child and they never talk again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, buddy. I'm the parent. Yeah. Who do you think you are for talking to me like that? Right. Da 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 whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, that's all ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you was coming from exactly. love, and you would say, look, son, I love you. Right. I know you upset. You can't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. So let's sit down, man and man, exactly. and have a conversation. Let me know how you feel. Let me know what's going on. How can I help you? How can I be here for you? So I commend you for that because yeah. that's why we're here. Because yeah, most people you, don't have what's that. What's crazy, that was the hardest thing for me to do. And that's all, <laughs> that's yeah. the hardest thing, oh, yeah. thing for I me to do. I had to make it cool for me. Like I had, yeah. to, I had to come up with a word. Like I tell my son, don't try to finesse me. I've been your age, you ain't never been mine. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, I've been 12, I've been 13. Don't right. try to finesse me. Right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? We gonna, we gonna get it done. I, I know what you're going through. Right. I know what's happening to you now when you wake up. Your body going through different changes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's normal. Absolutely. It's not weird. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to talk to them. You got to let them know the real. And creating that understanding, that awareness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Son, I get you. I, yeah. I get where you're coming from, son. You know, I used to be 12, right? Right, right, right. right, right. right. Before I was your daddy, I was 12. Right, right. At one point in time. I was a kid, too. I had Absolutely. to go through the whole walk. But, I, you know, that that's the that's the that's what we really want to do. Yeah. Like, ultimately, it's about helping the kids who've lost a, a guardian, lost a parent. But ultimately, man, we want to create a conversation where we can normalize conversations Normalize communication, period. Mm-hmm. But normalize conversations around mental health. Normalize uh, conversations around a uh, business and entrepreneurship and finance and all of these things right. that play a role into people living a low quality of life or a high quality of life. Right. You know, so we we just want to initiate 
these conversations, create more awareness and create more access for people who have been forgotten. I mean, the word is typically used is marginalized, right. um, but we, we try to steer away from using words like that because we right. feel like that feeds into the culture of uh, hopelessness and yeah, right. hopelessness, right. you know, the stereotypicalness. And, absolutely, right. and, and don't give me. We could talk about that all day. All day about the culture of hopelessness yeah. and hopelessness in our country, but ultimately, we just want to show people that these things are skills. Yeah. It's not like yo, you're born tough or you're born smart or you're, you're you were born and you could be a great singer or a great MC. No, I've been singing and rapping since I was. Four, three, four, five, and now I'm 20. So yeah, I'm nice because right. I've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. So what exactly. we, 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 so, so we want to teach people just is like when it comes to uh, emotional health and wellness, like um, emotional and mental toughness or strength or balance. These are skills. These things right. are skills. Right. Just like you guys built this from the ground up. When you started, you probably didn't know everything you knew now, right. but you knew what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And you started taking action. And along the way, you found, boom, boom, okay, I learned this, and I come across this person and this person, and now look where we are now. Right. So just to take that into what we're doing, we just want to show people these things are skills. You know, you don't have to stay where you are. You can go pick up a book. Right. I mean, look at all the stories of people coming from nothing yeah. to something. Yeah. So, so ultimately, all the time. I know I was just kind of all over the place. It's cool. We want to increase good. awareness and increase access for people who don't feel like, who, for people who are helpless and yeah. hopeless, mm-hmm. who feel helpless and hopeless, because mm-hmm. nobody's really helpless or hopeless. Right. But if you feel that way, you act that way, and you get those results. And it's, it's heavy. Like you said, it's so heavy in our culture because we have so many of our brothers dying, leaving babies. Or going to jail because Nothing they done right. killed somebody, and now Nothing they kids right. out here, and they dealing with the institution. And even the, even the opioid epidemic, even that, it increased a thousand children a year for four years in foster care. Mm. Damn, a thousand kids per year wow. for four years. So that's four thousand kids in the state of Ohio, in this mm. in the state of Ohio right. that went into foster care. Wow. So once they get put into a system, now somebody got to fight for them to get out. Are, do every do does every kid have somebody to fight for? No, no. Oh. absolutely not. And it's just like a, it's like right. the pot, getting them accustomed to be ready to deal with the system, right? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then it's like we want to we want to try to avoid children going into the system in situations like that. Like um, right now, I have an orphan child that we're trying to find her family wow. in order to take care of her. Like, she's staying with the friend of the family now, uh-huh. but, like, we trying to find, you know, look, we need an uncle or aunt or somebody to take her in. If you need help, let us know. We'll do what we can uh, to help. We, we want to keep them out the system. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, on top of that, we also, like, stress the idea of life insurance. Even though it, what we do is not preemptive, like, it's, it's something we do afterwards. Right. Because, you know, we can't do anything about after the fact of a parent, you know, passing away. No. But at the same time, we do want to stress the fact that remaining parent, you got to have life insurance. Because think about it, man. You already down to one income. Yeah. You already down to one income if they didn't have life insurance ahead of time. Right. Mm-hmm. So then after that, if your child is put into foster care because something happens to you, you don't have no trust fund for her. I got lucky. When I, in 99, when I lost my mom, she had, you know, a trust fund. She got something set up for her, Social Security. Me and my brother and my sister was taken care of. But then it's, it's kids out there like my cousin. He lost his mom right after I did and had to go stay with, my, with his brother in Atlanta because nobody else, you know, they had to right. split up him and his little sister because 
where else they gonna go? Mm-hmm. You know, it's already kids here, kids there. So it's like, you know, let's split them up because I, I can't have too many in my house. I can't have too many in my house. We don't want to have a situation where kids are losing themselves. Right. And then in the same aspect, like um, Leah, one of your hosts, yeah. mm-hmm. I grew up with her. Right. She knew my mom firsthand. Like, she called my mama. Right. And when my mom passed away, Leah came to the funeral. Uh-huh. I grew up around Leah. Left and right, seen her all the time. My kids don't know her kids. That's a problem to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, our kids don't know their brothers and sisters. Right, right. When I grew up, I knew people all over the city. Mm-hmm. I was riding my bike from uh, the art museum to um, Geno's. Yeah. Back and forth. And would be able to stop anywhere and talk to somebody. Right. My kids can't do that. My kids only know the certain people that they go to school with. Right. And be like, I think I go to school with him. Right. Because they go to, they go to school two times a week now. Right, yeah, So. Yeah. They're losing their ability to communicate with each other yeah. on top of us. So it's like, they, man, we losing them. Yeah. We losing it's them. It's crazy because my kids were like, Dad, you know everybody. Right. <laughs> right. Right. My I'm like, no. Nah, we thing. just, we grew yeah. up and we was, we was all friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, we, and they don't have, and that's what I say, the village mentality. Yeah. We got to have that village mentality where, you know, I see you next time. I'm gonna say what's up to you. Absolutely. Yeah, you feel I me? already followed you. You know. It was in you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Who is Jay Davis? Right, right. <laughs> like I told my man right here. I'm like, dude, I know you. I, I came out the studio. I said, dude, I know you. I don't know where exactly. I know you from. And he, we started naming names. Like, yep, that, yep. Them your people, right, yep, yep. right. And then you once you once you gain that connectivity between each other, yeah. then you minimize the murders in the city. Yeah, you, you minimize create a, you the create a positive energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That personal like you, relationship you changes everything. Yeah. If me and you cool. And our kids, like, they see each other and they get into it. With yeah. them. Hey, hold on, wait, look, this is my boy's son. Now, right. look, y'all need to fix this. Right. Work it out because right. y'all ain't about to be beefing over exactly. nothing. They not. They don't have that because now, you know, you go get somebody mama, they coming outside with the ba- baseball bat. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. My son had a situation like that because, like I said, he's a big dude. They always mess with him. So one of his friends on the block videoed him because the kids was messing with him. But the parent came out and was getting all on him. I mean, she was going in on my son. I'm like, hold on, man. But what? Just because, so I'm looking at the video and I see who it was. Don't worry. The next day, because it was late, I went to the house and I was hey, how you doing? Oh, what up, what up? That's my son. Mm-hmm. This is where I stay. Right. If you got to be with him, come talk to me. We're yep. going to square it away. Yeah. What happened on the video, that's in the past. I'm not coming here to dwell on that. Right. It was a spur of the moment thing. We do that. Emotions happen. Moving forward. Come knock on my door because I'm gonna come knock on yours. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's that simple. Is this this conversation? What, but that's conversation, and it's also leadership. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not necessarily yeah. In, in our families today. We even say in our community, yeah. we don't really have solid leadership right. like right. that. Right. So I commend you for that. Just to take that and it, look, yeah. this is my son. Yeah. I'm responsible for my son. Yeah. This is my neighborhood. You are my neighbor. So let's have a conversation exactly. about this. Because we fight. When we was kids, Jesse, man, you get in a fight. Ten minutes later, we back friends. Yeah. We hate yeah. each other for them ten yeah. minutes. Right. Fuck you. Yeah. Get my control. I'm going home. I'm getting all that. Yeah. Ten minutes later, you ain't got nothing to do. Jesse, what you doing? Exactly. I'm sorry. You do my dude. You, you know, I'll just be tripping. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't understand that yeah. you can bounce back from that just because you get into education or fight with somebody. It's not over. But you got parents out there teaching their kids, you know, right. don't mess with them. Them not your friends. Yeah, right. But yeah. it's like, why you gonna why you gonna put that negativity on them already? Mm-hmm. This exactly. is a child along with your child. You move into this neighborhood where they at. Exactly. At least can we work together? Exactly. Even if we ain't friends, can we coexist? Right. So so we like we're we're building a wall around our kids as right. we raise them. And then imagine lo- losing them or losing your parent right. after they built a wall around yeah, you. Yeah, you have nowhere to go. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Your, your parents then built a wall around you and you can't communicate with nobody else. And now you going to grow up with this grief. And, right. then, and then add to that, 
like we were talking earlier where you're talking about kids like a lot of kids go through these things and they don't even understand right they don't even have an awareness of what they're going through or how they, how they feel like right. you're talking about, where you're talking about sitting down with your son yeah. or with your daughter yeah. like a lot of kids like I don't even I just know I feel bad right. or and I, I just feel like I'm not valuable you know what I'm saying I feel like I'm not valuable or I feel like I'm not good this. enough really do you understand death yeah, it's guaranteed. You understand it to a T? It's guaranteed. Does your 12-year-old understand it? He understands that the only thing promised in life is that he's going to die. Right, Oof. but when it happens to real. you, do you think he's going to understand it after that? I hope you, I hope. I hope my words that I give to him will come back and, and, and teach him. I hope he remembers There's that. There's so many parents out there who don't talk to their kids about death. They, gotta know right. they yeah. don't understand yeah. death. Yeah. We live in a culture of not talking about the things that is that hurt us or right. that's hard to talk about. Right, yeah. Na- Nana in the sky. That's all you know. I think that all five of us as black men are sitting here right now talking yeah. about these emotional sure. subjects. Exactly. My, uh, oh, yeah. Most my, definitely. My dad passed away eight years ago. And uh, what's crazy is, like, my son was was close to him. My daughter was not mm-hmm. because my son took saxophone lessons from my uh, dad. Yeah. So um, it, it, when he when he passed away, you know, I told you know I, I sit down and talked to both of them. My son cried. My my daughter was like, she was four, four years old, so she was like, uh, you know, she it's not like she didn't care. She didn't understand. Didn't right. right. So it's it's a different conversation now um, because. The relationship was different between them two. Right. So I, I asked him, like, do you remember your grandfather? Do you remember my dad? No, I don't remember him, really, because he was right. only four when he passed away. Right. Right. So, or, or four or five. Uh, so it's like, so now I have to have a, a, a different conversation when somebody else passed away. Right. Like, you know, they passed away, you know, they, they, they're they no longer here. So there's, there's a different understanding. I have a different understanding of death now. Right. Now that my father passed away. Right. Uh, so now I have to explain it. Uh, or had this conversation differently with my daughter when Something somebody else, like, unfortunately, will pass away. Right. right. So, um, you know, it's I'm still learning. We, we still learning every day. Yeah. every day. So we can't expect them to know how to deal with it. And, like, in my situation, no disrespect to my father at all. But he didn't know how to deal with it. Mm. My brother and my sister were 17 and 18 years old, so they was pretty much, you know, about to deal with it themselves. Right. I was 12. So he didn't know what to do for the most part. You know, he asked me, are you okay? You sure you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. But how did you know you was okay? I didn't. You just you said what you thought I didn't. was sounded good. All right? I knew was it was over with. We yeah. didn't have to go to the hospital all the time no more. We didn't have to cry about this all the time no more. Yeah. It was done. She wasn't suffering. But I had so much other stuff to deal with, yeah. but I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know mm-hmm. if I could talk to him, mm-hmm. you know? And I realized as I got older, no, not, let me say this. I realized in November, right. this past November. That as I was growing up, I never really took the time out to understand what death was. Right. You know, all it was was I, I lost her. And I tell people all the time, I let my grief raise me because pe- people pitied me. Yeah. And for the longest, it got me through a lot of, like, sixth grade, I didn't go to school. What's wrong, Aaron? You miss your mom? Yep. 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 I didn't go to school oh, sixth grade. Oh, that's going to be I okay. Passed. Wow. I passed the sixth grade and did not go. See? Got to the seventh grade and damn near failed mm-hmm. everything. Reality checks, man. But the teachers was like, you know what? We, he's going through something. Yeah. And they enable it all the time because nobody wanted to sit down and talk to me about yeah, why my grades were slipping. Mm. What's going on? So you like, didn't have a counselor in school during this time? No yeah. One, they didn't try to talk no, to you? No. Oh. Absolutely not. You, I mean, the, the, the concept of what they say, no child left behind, it goes down to their pockets. Right. Their pockets alone. My concept, no child left behind, is 
talk to him. I don't care what is going to benefit me. Let it out. Yeah. What do you need to say? What do you need? What do you want? Where do you want to go? Right. Because if your parent is your guiding light and they're gone, how are you going to know who to look to? Right. You know, and I want parents to be able to introduce their kids to their friends and be like, hey, this is uncle such and such. Right. If something happened to me, just know you can talk to him, mm -hmm. you know, because this is who I talk to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I want we want to be able to rebuild that connectivity, yeah. the communication, the village, everything, because Toledo, as small as it is, man, yeah. as small as it is, I don't know y'all. That's which crazy. is which yeah. is surprising, yeah. but then at the same time, I probably know like two people that the, is in your family, family yeah. or we four all people know in yours. Right. Right. We know somebody we that knows know somebody that knows somebody. And, like, oh. and our kids are in danger, and with us knowing each other, yeah. you know, we can eliminate that. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna name drop. A young man, not not too long ago, recently passed away, um, and. His 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 children are in the wind, yeah. Because you know, baby moms was beefing with the family over here and beefing with dad and yada yada yada. So now we got to figure out how can we get these kids out of this toxic situation? Mm. Because because now with him passing away, it causes more trauma for the parents, yeah. and that trauma is you know hereditary. It's gonna come down to you one way or another. You know? and, and the trauma pretty much comes from not not being able to deal with the fact that this person is gone. Exactly. What, what do I do next? How, how am I going to move? I'm, right. He my baby daddy. I was going to call him for a couple dollars. Exactly. Now I got to throw myself at the mercy of these other ninjas out here. You know what right. I'm mean? saying? Right, right. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Even, and even to talk about the knowing each other's kids, me and Jesse have been knowing each other since 1985, and I am not satisfied with the relationship that I have with his kids. Right. I, I should know you. them more. I feel you. I was working construction for 14 years, so I was in out the city, but I should know his children more. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'll be saying, hey, to Maya, she be looking at me like, I don't even know me like that. <laughs> right, right. But I, 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 I knew you when you yeah. was all still in the right. sack. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so it, it's something that we do have to work on as a community instead of why then we need to come together. Exactly. We need to come more exactly. Together. And like with, with what y'all doing right now, man, the way y'all doing it is excellent. Because you. you got other companies coming in here and they, mm -hmm. they broadcasting. I've seen, I would say, about four or five shows. And of those four or five shows, I went afterwards and purchased from them. See, and be yeah. Like, you know, a Vintage 88, I'm about to yeah. go holler at them. Right. Hot Box, I'm about to go holler at them. Right. Like, because it is that, that idea of a community. My kid's last name ain't Wells Fargo. Or Walmart, you know, Chase. so exactly. So when you go spend with them, it's not gonna benefit me. Right, but when right, I go right. spend with my community, yeah. at the end of the day, it's gonna benefit me yeah. because they're gonna put it back in this community. Yeah. We don't think about community in Toledo for real, for real. You know, we try to, not as a whole and not as a positive aspect, mm -hmm. because for real, for real, a lot of people is crabs in a bucket. Yeah. I, I, I love our city, yeah. I really do. And I know that we, we're capable of doing so much more, right? But I feel like if we can find a common ground, children, mm -hmm. and, and trauma, and mental health, then we'll be able to build something from yeah. our community as black men yeah. and, and black people and people who are doing something on a regular basis, trying to build for their family. And, and, and another strong word I like to use in this situation, because we all have to do it, is accountability. Oh, accountability. That you have to take accountability. That's my word for the year. That's my word for the year. Oh. It, 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 it wasn't just your fault that we fell out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You didn't do all of it. Right. I did something too. Yep. Two I, I, had, I had a part in it too, and people have to accept that. Yep. So Absolutely. I'm not just looking for you to apologize to me. I want to apologize to you as well. 
We both need to Man You know listen, what I'm saying Man listen And that, yeah, that's just man. a stand up Real thing to do you Right know, It ain't about pointing no fingers You yep, gotta right. move on I don't wanna dwell on the past I wanna move on mm-hmm. I don't wanna keep worrying about it Cause that's negative Cause after, after last yeah. year 2020 Yeah You know And everybody sat down You know And didn't do much You know right. After that and they let people out, and people start, you know, they start going crazy. But then a lot of things, a lot of things with twenty twenty two was like you said, death. Yeah, people was losing people left and right. I know left some people that right. lost three family members at a time. Yep, yep. So them, them three, them three guys in life that done went out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now you got to see friends, people hey. losing childhood yeah. friends. Like Instantly, that. like one minute yeah. they got COVID, next minute they gone. Yeah. Right. Like that, they even get the treatment or anything, medicine or something. Just yeah. that, and and they out here. Yeah. And people, and that's the thing. We can sit down with people and give them the tools, give them the skills to deal with grief, to yeah. deal with trauma. You know, and that's something we've really been focusing on lately is studying. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of programs. Man, we got these, yeah. and this right here connects yeah. us to the world. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we, we're having this conversation about us being disconnected when in reality we are more connected than we've ever yeah. been before. Yeah. Exactly. But we are more disconnected than we've because ever been of, before. Because of, and you can't yeah, say yeah, exactly. crazy. We get absorbed in these things, man. Thing. Absolutely. I mean, I remember, you know, I graduated in 05. I went to Bowling Green State University for a few years. Didn't graduate, so let me just throw that in there. Anyway, uh, I was addicted to Facebook, man. Yeah, and I remember absolutely. there was a point in time where social media was using me. Yeah. And once you create the awareness, you create uh, that understanding, you can go, oh, wait. This is a tool that I should be using mm-hmm. oh, yeah. rather than allowing this tool to use me. And so. that's and that's what the kids suffer from now. Yeah. Oh uh, man, they get used by social media every day. Every yeah. day. TikTok got them TikTok. a lot. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. 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 Because everybody want to be the next big thing. Exactly. Everybody yeah. want to be the next viral thing. What can I do? I, maybe if I jump off a building with a TV on my back playing a video. Right. These, cha- <laughs> these yeah. challenges and all that stuff. Put yeah. some gorilla glue on, right. my, on my, my eyelashes. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or eat a Tide Pod or right. something. Right. Right. Oh, crazy. All oh, take my just, eyelashes open and take as many pictures of me as I can. Right, <laughs> I think they, they use the wrong challenges, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all it's all the wrong. I bought us together this challenge. I bought us make a million together. Right, right. It's, right. it's crazy because the, the the more negative the challenge is, the more people the more will do viral it. it yeah, goes. The more viral it goes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. if this gonna risk your life, Ooh. yeah, I'm gonna do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you ever checked out a guy named Rick Hansen, Doctor Rick Hansen, he talks about how our brains are designed to notice negativity. It's, it's deep, man. But yeah. yeah, check out a dude named Rick Hansen. So whenever you see negative things and how people are drawn to them, it's really a survival tactic. You know, we, at one point in time, we was hunters and gatherers. We right. was running from lions and bears right, and you right. was out in the woods and you had to start a fire. And if you couldn't do those things, you couldn't survive. So right. our brains evolved to notice negativity twice as much as it noticed positivity because yeah. we want to stay alive. And before, before you finish real quick, because I'm going to forget it. That's also what we're gonna do. What we what we plan on doing. We also want volunteers to bring on skills that they have right. to be able to teach the children. Because you don't um, need money to add value. Right. Yeah. Money is not the only store of value. This is value right here, exactly. right now. This is a win win right now. Right. You know, like this is valuable. Money is not the it's only not. form of value. Exactly. I'd rather be able to get a favor from a friend than asking for some money. Fact. Absolutely. Yeah. Fact. I might need you to do something for me that money can't do. Absolutely. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So Absolutely. like my homeboy, he uh he's a fisherman. Okay. I don't fish for nothing. He know how to clean them, gut them and everything. He said, Oh man, when you start, man, I'm gonna show kids how to clean fish. See? Dope. I'm with a lot of a lot of young boys don't know the feeling of going fishing with their dad. Exactly. Right. You know I'm saying? mad. Look, I'm gonna learn how, and I'm gonna take my kids. I plan on it. Yeah. I plan on it. Quality time, man, it's mm. real. You it, know, it's very real. Yeah, quality time is serious. The time is the most valuable thing ever. Uh, One thing that we we're trying to do here is uh, offer uh, some kind of mentoring program to where uh, kids can come in and learn how to do 
the, the podcasting, the radio broadcasting, the photography, right. uh, the music studio, like everything in here. So if y'all, you know, Most have definitely. kids, yeah. you know, y'all can bring them. Most definitely. And, uh, I got my son together. learning yeah. how to edit videos right now. Yeah, yeah my daughter be working uh, on videos yeah, for us. I mean, those are the type of skills that, you know, you can learn throughout your life, mm-hmm. not have to go to college once exactly. you graduate, and then, boom, you got your business. Right. Whereas now they teaching you go to school. Do the, you know, regular curricular, what you're supposed to do. Then when you graduate, then you figure out what you want to do. Then you right. got to pay thousands of dollars to go to college <laughs> right. so you can learn how to do it even better. Yeah. And then you can have a career and pay us back. That's yeah. part of the play. Whereas, it's, it's that's part, part of the play. play. Yeah. Learn it for free. If you want to go deep life. again, that's part of the play. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Learn it for free all your life. And then once you're old enough to open your business, boom, you know it. It's, yeah. it's, it's a profession for you. It's an expertise now because you grew up doing it. Yeah. Nobody had to teach you in four years for $13,000 per semester. Right. You know, you got it for free from your dad or your uncle or mm-hmm. something like that. Or, or your best friend's dad from down the street right. going back to the village. Absolutely. Like, when I grew up, man, we knew our friends' parents yeah. with no problem. Yeah. Like, it was to the point where, you know, sometimes I called, you know, my homeboy's mom, Marge, and it's like, oops, nope, mom, I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry, <laughs> right. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's difficult for kids now to be able to communicate with each other. They don't even go over each other's houses. Nah. <laughs> they on the they on the phone with their headphones. Yep. Yeah. Playing yeah. Call of Duty together. Man, my, well, my COVID son, didn't help either. I feel like yeah. I feel like my oldest, his only friends are on uh what's that game? Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite. Yeah. 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 Like, dude, do you have any friends outside of Fortnite? And do you ever hear how like, they yeah, talk to each other on Fortnite? Right. Like, they're not friends. Right. <laughs> Man, it's like, hold on, wait, dude. Who is that? I sit outside my son's room and I'm just I'm just like Bro, listen, look. Yeah, <laughs> you suck, man. Right. You, you suck, dude. I ain't playing with you no more, <laughs> man. Four letter words coming out. Who, who asked you gonna kick? Right, right, exactly. You know you're not in the same room together, right? Right. So talk- yeah, man. Like we definitely want to increase stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. increase the increase the communication. Um, so we're starting with um, we're trying to plan a fundraiser now, uh-huh. um, and the fundraiser is going to be an art gala. Oh, so and that that is our idea for. Um, Involving the parents Because Some people aren't parents Or I'm sorry We want to involve adults Right You know Because some people aren't parents So at the end of the day I know artists who want to sell their work What we want to do is Basically we want to give them A platform to sell their work And the proceeds Will go to our foundation As well as them Um, The process is basically Being worked out as is The uh, first idea That we have for the kids Is we're taking them bowling And uh Middle of June Okay um, Basically an icebreaker For the kids okay. um, So far we have seven And our goal Is to have five a year Okay To get into the system Get acclimated to A therapist Get an after school activity That they're comfortable with And you know Basically just get them To open up man Are you equipped mm-hmm. to have No more than seven kids Oh absolutely Because you absolutely. know A platform like this you Because play. you gotta think about absolutely. it Yeah think about it You gotta Um Everybody got different schedules, right? you know, and the therapists that I work with, like the therapists that I work with are technically my kids therapists and they have their own little outside company. Oh, okay. So and my kids go to therapy on a regular basis just because like, you yeah. know, if it's something you can't talk to me about, you know, you can go talk to Miss Jen right. and then Miss Jen to call me and be like, hey, you know, right. I don't know if you know this. And it's like, you know what? I don't know, but I'm glad they talked to you about it. Sure. Yeah, you absolutely. know, so that's and so that, important. Exactly. Man. So important. My baby brother works in, in schools. Uh, he's a teacher at uh, Central Academy 
And I was asking him, like, do they, do they have a therapist, you know, at school? Like, it should be mandatory. And he's like, actually, it is. He was like, but typically the caseload is so large. Right. You know, you got one teacher and 30 kids. Or you got a therapist at one school and they got 30 kids. But then they got to go to four or five other, other schools. schools yeah. You know, and a lot of them do care. But some of them get burnt out. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're human beings, yeah. man. So it's all about having that understanding. But we get a chance to go in and provide a, a, a nurturing structure for these kids and even and a lot of times before they even lose a guardian they didn't necessarily have a positive environment or a nurturing right. environment a nurturing structure where they were being given all the things that they need to fulfill right. their potential right. so we're able to come in and step in and, and be sort of like a liaison between these families and the resources right. that, that they mm -hmm. otherwise wouldn't have had awareness of or access to so we can come in and just help them provide a structure and we got a lot of big plans. Eventually, we want to have our own facility right. so that we can do our after-school program at the facility. And maybe even get to the point to where we can talk to TPS and have a certain number of kids come from each school and mm -hmm. on a certain day. Things like that. You know, we're still in the planning stages with a lot of that stuff that's... Uh, long-term yeah. goals mm -hmm. but right now we're we're actively communicating with people communicating yeah. with parents and their children and creating relationships because we understand that's the, that's how important you build, you build the foundation is what you're doing right. absolutely yeah. and the consistency is going to pay pay off and I, I love what's going on with the fallen sons and this chip i want you guys to let the people know where they can find you on social media how they can donate to y'all or how they can even uh, help you all out if they want to be helped. Oh, absolutely. Cause. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Falling Sun, F A L L I N G S U N Initiative. I N I T I A I. I was about to get it. Let Google do it for you. 99. Apostrophe 99. And this is the logo. You will see this and you will see me wearing it. That's a sunflower? Yes, it is. You know what's crazy about that? Because they're they're building a mural. On the waterfront, all the uh, Andersons, uh, okay. they're, oh. they're going to turn that into a mural, and they're going to be sunflowers. That's what's up. I, I saw it on the... Uh, I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah. I'm going to go check that out. Why did you pick the sunflower? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Appreciate it. Why did you pick the sunflower, bro? I picked the sunflower because at the end of the day, we need growth. Right. We need growth. Mm -hmm. And the sunflower is one of the most... Um, Powerful plants. Yeah. It's on resilient, the too. Yeah. Very resilient. Yeah. And at the end of the day... Um, this one doesn't have particularly on it, but most of them have a range between 95 to 175 petals. Wow. They yeah, can. That, so that's why we basically, like, 99 was not the year I lost my mom. 99 was, you know, a reflective year for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like 99 can stand for a reflection of now, mm -hmm. what we can what we can look back on and then what we can build with. Right. Right. Um, Again, my name is Aaron Murphy. You can also reach me on Facebook as well. Yep. Andre Abbott. Andre J. Abbott. Yep. Now on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Please reach out to us, man. Right. At the end of the day, like we just want to have communication. Right. We want to have right. conversations with people. We, we, we want to normalize communication, healthy communication, yeah. respectful communication, authentic Exactly. Are y'all a non-profit? Non-profit organization, yep, So y'all have a cash everything that people can donate to you guys if they want to? Not just yet. Not it's just going yet. It's going up on Monday, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going okay. up on Monday because we got a whole website that's going up. Oh, okay. Yeah. We okay. Got, basically, like you said, everything is starting from scratch. Now it's a foundation, yeah. and this is basically the awareness day. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you guys, man. Appreciate I think it. Y'all got an Instagram page? 
Nope, not no, yet. Nope, it's going up. It's going up, though. We I'm trust so damn, man. I, I love to hear Appreciate it. it. Love, we Appreciate were just talking it. about that. Yeah, crazy. You, got, you know, we, we got to protect our, We, we got to protect us. Sure. Because yes. ain't nobody else really yes. trying to protect us. Ain't nobody yes. coming. No. We a threat. We a threat right. for no reason. For no reason. So we got, we definitely, I mean, I appreciate hey, that. Stay dangerous, man. Stay yeah. dangerous. Oh, speaking of dangerous. Nipsey Hussle, I'm glad you said that. Nipsey Hussle said that children accept discipline from their parents because they know they love them. Right. You know? And the it like it's so basic and simple of a statement, but it made me think. When I was growing up and I went to school, I went to Star High School. And at Star High School we had this dean named Mr. Caldwell. And he was like he was that dude. Right. But every time he talked to me and he gave me discipline, I took it in because I knew that he loved me because he was friends with my dad. Right. He grew up with my people. Okay. Yeah. So he knew my brother and my sister. He yeah. knew my mom passed away and mm-hmm. all that. So I and I, I understand that now. Like, because my counselor would tell me, like, you know, you should do this, this, and that. And it's like, uh. <laughs> well, piggyback, piggyback real quick. Like yeah. we were saying earlier, you know when somebody is lying to you. You know when somebody is capping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know when somebody really doesn't care. And when they're um, genuine. Absolutely. And I didn't grow up with Mr. Caldwell, but he was my basketball coach. And I know he loved oh. us, too, because of how he went, how he carried himself yeah. and how yeah. he went about himself. He pushed us, you know. And even he used to get on me because I was so soft. And even I, I'm paying attention to it more now, mm-hmm. but just so soft. Off every time. Why you? Why you like yelling at me, Coach? Why you? Gotta right. so he go in on me, boom, boom, boom. And I remember one day we were in the locker room. I'm like, Coach, like, why are you always on my back? And he like, cause I see something in yeah, you. Right. Like, when I when I'm not on your back, when I'm not in your face, when I'm not saying nothing to you. Then you should be worried, yeah. right? You know, so you you yeah. you can feel it when somebody cares for real, man. Exactly. I, I, I grew up the same way. I had a coach. Uh, this is back in elementary. Cornell Tally was my coach. Oh, at, that's my dude. Yeah. Man. He was my coach <laughs> at, at, at King. He was the uh, the oh, um, hall oh, monitor. He was my he was my coach at, at King. Like for for a long time, like my fifth grade year, I played fifth and sixth grade. My fifth grade year. I didn't know who this dude was, but he was always on me. Yep. He called me McCormick, which is my mother's maiden name. Mm-hmm. He always called me McCormick. Like, McCormick, what are you doing, McCormick? Like, uh, you need to get, you know, blah, blah, blah. So after that, that first season, I'm like, man, like, my coach be really getting on us. Right. And he explained, like, I grew up with your dad. I grew up with your mom. Yeah. Like, I know your whole family. They right. want to see you Like, that's better. why. So no the next year, you. in sixth grade, he made me captain of the team. Even though I probably wasn't the best player on a team, but he saw the leadership ability in me. Yep. So that, I appreciate like like adults like that who are not our parents who love us like exactly. Yeah. We're, you yeah. know, we're his, we're Facts. their kids. Yeah. Facts. They see in you what you can't see in yourself. Yeah. 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 Because right. you can't finesse him. He been your age. Right. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It all, all play a part, man. I have to tell you, this is a great interview with you guys, man. I'm so glad appreciate you guys it. came appreciate in. Thank you for and dropped that knowledge. Um, you too, Jay Davis. With for the, sure. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, I'll be back soon. Oh yeah, you yeah. gonna be back with the. Uh Heartbreak number one. Yeah, there we go. There we what, go. What's the new the, the new project coming out? Heartbreak number one coming out Friday. So y'all stay tuned for that. We got yeah. Soul Food two coming in, in, in the fall. Okay. So y'all stay tuned, man. I got a lot of new, lot of content coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna uh, give a shout out to our sponsors, Hotbox, Hotbox, Mud City Entertainment, Essential Vibes, Land Self, J Russ Jennings, Miss Sasha Denise, Greater New Solomon's Baptist Church, and the Social Butterfly Miss Donna Carter. Mr. Kendall Harvey Sr., The Hype Organization, and King's Creations. And if you would like to be a sponsor here on the Rise and Grind Morning Show, you can hit us up at Rise and Grind at the409grind.com, and we can get together on some sponsorships. So, I'm supposed uh, yeah. to give away two tickets today to the next to blow. 
Oh, we were supposed to get away to tickets. Yeah, but we could do that tomorrow. We, the conversation kind of took itself man. To, to a great place. Great so conversation. We, yeah. Yeah. But we got tickets for that next to blow. We're going to be giving some away. I might have to do that. <laughs> I want to get it. So we're going to do, we do it tomorrow? It was probably tomorrow. Friday. Yeah, so yeah. Y'all, y'all stick around tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. Give us a call. We we had something for y'all to do to get some tickets. I'll put me on the live, too. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't blow the kisses, but uh, until next time, y'all stay cool, stay powerful. Let's practice on working together. Take that initiative. Have a good day.